everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. Today, we're going to be talking about season two, episode 22, Parental Discretion Advised. It is the finale of season two. How did we get here by watching all the episodes? Yeah. <laughs> um, good finale. Yeah. Better than season one. It's a cliffhanger. So it's got that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I, you know, I did a very dumb thing where it started very similar to episode 21. And I thought that I clicked the wrong episode. So I stopped it and went back and checked. But no, it just starts very similarly to the last episode with like the old school movie. It does. Tight on the movie too. Yeah. And then moves to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I was like, it does. Oh, Ashley, you dummy. You put on the wrong. Oh, no, you didn't. So that was a nice moment for me. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you. I overcame. Because you're strong. Thank you so much. <laughs> this episode first aired May 26, 1999. Uh, the Netflix episode summary says, while Dawson wrestles with Mr. Potter's drug dealing, Pacey scores off with his dad. It was written by Greg Berlanti. And directed by Gregory Prange, The Battles of the Gregs. Mm, that's probably what they called it at the production meetings. For sure. Almost certainly. Yeah. Almost certainly. I, I would put money on it. <laughs> and um, you would make a lot of money, I think, too. I need it. <laughs> For what? My house. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to And, be you like know, life thing. in general. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't going to make a joke. Well, the fact that I'm buying a house is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. And I think it's good that we're um, progressing at different speeds. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all whatsoever. No, I think it's good. I think it's really good. So the cold open. Um, yeah, like you said, it's like tight on the screen and then moves over to uh, Dawson and Joy cuddling. And um, watching the the movie that they're watching is The Age of Innocence, which hats off to them to be like, let me set you up for this episode completely by making them watch a movie called The Age of Innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know anything about, but Michelle Pfeiffer has some very tight ringlets in that movie, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joey and Dawson go back and forth about love stories. Joey says that love stories, the bad ending are better and um, that's romantic because in spite of their circumstances, the two people never stop loving. It's all like kind of their normal, cute little banter about movies. But it's a little bit heavier because we know about Joey's dad. And we also know that Dawson hasn't told her yet. So he's keeping secrets. And that's the one true way to love. Wait, what? Keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Joey's being so like wildly optimistic and it's sad because we know the truth. Yeah. And, they uh, um it, like, you know, the thing about writing is like you put your characters in the tree and then throw rocks at them. Yes. Which is like not actually anything. That's not anything, <laughs> but that's what people say about writing sometimes. Uh, but I feel like they've put Joey at like the highest possible branch. Her fall is so much worse. Oh, I know it is. It is. Just love her. I know. Last season, last season finale, Joey also dealt with her dad, but she was already like not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the dad stuff was like very, very sweet and tender between them. But you know, it was not like 
Joey had any room to really fall. Right. But. And now she's got a long way to go. I know. It's really sad. <laughs> um, act one, Mrs. Screek is back. This is so cute. Are we, as a society, sleeping on the fact that perhaps Mrs. Screek is one of the best TV moms? I think so, because nobody ever talks about her. No. And they always make lists like the best TV mom, the best TV dad. Like, she is an excellent TV yes. mom. Yeah, very supportive, very loving, very open-hearted, and she's a career woman. Yes! Oh, she is. She's making that money in a man's world. Mm-hmm. Daytime news. Literally a man's world. Or evening news, I forget which one. Evening news, but her hours are certainly confusing. Well, you know, that's just Cape Side. It's the sun sets seven times a day. You never know where you're at. You have to have a watch. I... Stopped wearing a watch when I moved here, man. Because <laughs> um, Tri-State Area. Because phone. Oh. Ah. <laughs> right, 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 right. The joke is especially good because I know you're wearing a watch right now. <laughs> also, I was, um, I was ref- referencing I Love You, Man. No, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I don't remember that part. Oh. So that really went over your head. Yeah, so I thought you were just literally saying something great. You thought I was just being funny? <laughs> yeah. No, my whole personality is quoting other stuff. Cool. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. It works. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dawson goes to Gail for some um, advice, which he calls he calls it father-son advice. And I guess it's meant to be cute, but it's also 22 years later. And it just feels like, I don't know, let's just joke here because there's no way that a boy goes to a woman for advice in real life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it comes off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Dawson's trying to figure out whether or not to tell Joey about the drug deal that he saw um, Papa Potter partake in a few days ago. Gail has no details whatsoever, but says that he either needs to go to the person who did the thing or go to the person who's who you're worried about. I wouldn't say that's advice. <laughs> I think that's just telling Dawson his two options. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much advice. It is just laying out what's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Gail says that she's going to take that job in Philly. Yes, Gail. We are all pulling for you to do that. Yes. What do we always say? We don't gamble on boys who have chain link fences in their under the dock apartment. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We go to Philadelphia so that we can get us some Philly cream. Chess. Yes. And I think that's her new career, right? (laughs) No, I can't believe it. (laughs) I just don't understand why name the company that then. Maybe they just really loved the city of brotherly love. That would be something I would do. I would fully like create a company here in California and then call it like Texas. I was going to say, says the girl with the Texas tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. I got three tattoos. Two of them represent different states that I was not born in. (laughs) <laughs> or lived you just in like them. I just like big fan. First time, long time. Uh, at Joey's, Dawson runs into Papa Potter and very unsubtly asks him if he's doing good and quote legal. <laughs> like, how are you doing? Legal stuff, and you know, like what's up? What's up legally speaking? <laughs> <laughs> very subtle, Joey. Very subtle. <laughs> um, and then Mike suggests that they can use the ice house, which is closed for renovations, because remember, that's doing so well. They want to add more space to it. A lounge. 
uh, a lounge uh, that can use it as a study spot since nobody else is going to be there. A study haven. You know what I watched last night for the first time? The what? craft. I've never seen it. It's great, but I was just thinking of Haven, and I forgot that there, the word I actually was searching for was coven. So there really was no reason for me to that mention that. That was a very lovely little trip through Kim's brain. It's not great in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. But this is the friendship I've chosen. Yeah, you're stuck in it now. I got my little closet. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I broadcast from is Kim's closet. It's okay. She gives me a piece of Gouda every, other, every once in a while. <laughs> I said I got my little claws in. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were implying that I am trapped in your closet. I don't know why. <laughs> no. Am I having like a subconscious like reaction to being trapped somewhere? Maybe. Maybe in just life and the career we've chosen. <laughs> At school, uh, our friend Kim, TM, mascots, Jack and Jen, are talking about their finals. And uh, Jen makes a very casual comment about teen suicide. And Jack, who's great, um, does not let that just, like, pass, pass by, which yes, I like. Jack. Good. We don't let jokes like that just pass by. Yes. Suicide is serious, not something to be joked about. As they're talking, Jack, like, kind of pushes Jen to talk about how often she's thought about suicide and before, which is good. J Jack is handling this appropriately. Yes. Um, and then before Jen can answer, Grams is there. Grams, you scoundrel. She's at high school. What are you doing there at high school with all the youths? People say penis there. And they're talking about suicide. <laughs> it's not for you, Grams. No, it's not your bag. <laughs> yeah. um, Grams says that she's sad about how things ended between them. And despite their differences, she still wants Jen to come home. Um, and Jen just turns her down. Well, she's living the life of Riley out of the McPhee mansion. Jen turns her down, pointing out that Grams hasn't even talked about why she left in the first place and then says she has to go to class, which is great because I don't want to hear them talk about the God thing anymore. Oh, my God. Ever again. Ever again. So God doesn't even want to hear it. God's like, we get it. One of you he, believes, one of you doesn't. Who fucking cares? God's like, I would really love to be taken out of this narrative. <laughs> God's like, I I barely watched the show. I'm a fan of the podcast, though. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, and then who else? And so that happens. And then uh, who else is rolling up to school? Pacey in the cop car with Pacey's dad. Yikes. All the guest stars are in this All season the problematic finale. dads are here to stay. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Witter is dropping Pacey off. And as he does, uh, Pacey overhears some police chatter about the ice house because the police are already staking it out. So if, at least Dawson's not alone in this, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the more other people know, the less it's on Dawson. So he's probably like, yeah, figure this out, you guys. Do yeah, you job. guys, I'm, I'm 16 as a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> This is not my problem. Yeah, I got other things to do. I got like um, a lady and film. Who's related to this drug dealer. But that's, <laughs> that's just a coincidence. Honestly. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and then um, speaking of guest stars, Mr. Milo, the guidance counselor is back too. I did not even remember him. He was the guidance counselor that at first was like, Pacey, you're stupid. And then once the teacher was like, um, hey, I'm the worst. He, 
And again, really no no way to know if he's worse than Tamara or better or the same as Tamara. One of them's worse than the other, but who depends on the moment, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's why Mr. Milo was like, I'm actually good. So he's good now. Yeah, he has this like very soft smile where he's like, I'm making a difference. <laughs> yeah, he's doing what he can, you know. Um, he is there to administer a test. So I don't really understand why, but uh, he hands everyone their little test packets. And um, poor little Pacey has a broken heart. He doesn't even want to take his test. Because Which... test reminds him of Andy. Yeah. Everything reminds me of her. Mm. That's him. Uh, and Mr. Milo clocks that Pacey is not taking the test, which will come back, come to be a thing later in the episode. Uh, and then at the ice house, Dawson goes to talk to Mike. He straight up tells him, which I liked. He's like, listen, I saw I saw you the other day. I saw you doing that thing with the cocaine drugs. Um, and you need to either get your shit together or leave. Mm-hmm. That's kind of kind of. But what he says is like, what if this was if someone was doing that, that would be wild. That person should leave. I'm not saying I'm just saying that'd be crazy. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> I'd like to continue making out with your daughter. So can you just come clean is this before or after he goes to his parents and asks them for advice on what to do this is after he goes to mrs screek before he goes to both of his parents okay so clearly uh, her advice wasn't good enough for him no well she's a lady i guess woman yeah. brain yeah I, I don't know what to do let me consult a man for help <laughs> uh the twist though is in the scene is that mike kind of admits to it so now we have the whole, we're going to have this all of act two and the rest of this episode with the knowledge that Papa Potter is back to selling drugs. Yes. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of the episode, but this guy is quite a big mouth for someone who's doing a lot of illegal shit. He's yeah. very quick to be like, yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> so like anyone. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he was in prison. He should know about snitches. Yeah, they get stitches. Yeah. 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 I don't even want to tell my husband when I've had pizza two days in a row. (laughs) Good thing he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, he's probably listening right now. (laughs) Yeah, I just picture that he, like, he wants to hear your half of the episode, but he doesn't want to listen to me. So he doesn't listen to the episode, but he's at the door with like a little cup to the ear. You've had pizza two days in a row. How dare you? <laughs> it's him and Gramps? Yep. Neat. They're very anti-pizza two days in a row. Both of them. That makes sense. Uh, act two. Now Mitch and Gail are together. Uh, and they're working out the Dawson of it all. Mm. Um, and may I just say, your dude. Hmm. Looks very handsome in a leather jacket. I know. I know it. They're such a good looking couple. It's such a shame. One, that they made Dawson. And two, (laughs) that they're not together anymore. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Uh, He is being such a little baby in this episode or in this scene. This episode? (laughs) This scene. This scene. This scene. This this series. Um, (laughs) Because he seems genuinely conflicted by Gail leaving. But then... Um, like right up until he hears that she's leaving the next day. And then he's very snotty, like a teenager in trouble snotty. Yeah. Yeah. But also on Gail, like 
if you're leaving the next day, give a dude a heads up. He is you are co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah. She does kind of spring this on him pretty quickly. Although I I was meant to assume that like they had a conversation about it before this moment. I would assume so. Maybe he was busy. Putting twinkle lights on his chain link fence. <laughs> Taking out Miss Kennedy. <laughs> uh, at the high, ice house, everyone's like studying very quietly. When John, Pacey's dad, which I'm reminding you of his name because I forgot his name. His name is John. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that when you said it. I was like, yeah, definitely John. Yeah, I know, you know that character. <laughs> Classic John um, shows up to talk to Mike. Uh, he shows a picture of Pete, who was the guy that Mike was smuggling the drugs with to Papa Potter. And as they're talking and Mike is making it seem like he hardly knows the guy, kind of. But he also was like, no, we're catching up. So it was he didn't do a great job. Um, that is the worst liar ever. <laughs> he's a terrible criminal. <laughs> terrible criminal. Yeah. Um, Joey comes back to try and cause a little bit of a sh- distraction, um, which works. So I guess John is like a bad sheriff too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, a kid walked in. Well, we I'll see you later. All right, bye. <laughs> Have a great day. Good luck with the drugs. Shit. <laughs> uh, after John leaves, Joey asks what's going on and makes a comment about how the police aren't going to leave them alone, which isn't he on probation? Yeah, he should be. This should be normal, I would think. I would imagine, yes. Yeah. Uh, And then Joey complains to Dawson about it and says that he should be mad, too, because he's part of the family. Just like, Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, of course, we get, like, a legit spy shot, which I don't think we've really seen before, of Papa Potter looking through the vases to make sure that his cocaine drugs are all still there. Mm, They're safe. Don't worry, Papa Potter. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Jack and Jen talk about Grams's offer. Jack says that Grams is right. Jack is an old soul. Um, he says that Grams is right. Jack and Jen have different situ- different situations. He doesn't have an offer, another option, but Jen does. Like she could go. She has a home with a parent yeah, that she yeah. could go to. Um, and then obviously Jen's like, "Why do you want me to leave?" And Jack calls her out for twisting his words. That's valid. It's very valid. They're teenagers, so of course she's going to do it. Yeah, I still do it. Yeah. What? (laughs) I don't know. That's not a great example of twisting words, but it's the best I had in the moment. Jack gives some stakes to his living situation, saying that his dad is going to have to sell this house soon anyway, and they'll both be out of a spot to live. And then Jen makes another suicide joke, I guess. I don't know. It's not meant to be funny, but... It's a comment. It's a a comment. Yeah, you're right. Um... Jack hates it, and then Jeff, like, huffs out, saying that she'll move out that night. Jen, chill out, dude. This is not about you. (laughs) I mean, it's a little about you, but, you know. Yeah, I know, but stop, like, making a fucking meal out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then from that, we get a legit Molotov cocktail going through the window. Here we go, baby. I remember this storyline. I completely forgot that all the kids were in there when it happened. It's very scary. Yeah. I mean, it's ser- like a fire is happening. Yeah. Big yeah. one. Um, but after, so we see the Molotov cocktail and then we see that Pacey and his dad are outside. So they're not inside during the fire. Um, they're arguing because Mr. Milo actually called the house to say that he's worried about Pacey because remember that he clocked that Pacey was not taking the test. Um, they argue about how John, his dad, which I, it's just not a, it doesn't fit him. I don't right. think. 
um, John doesn't want Pacey hanging out around the ice house because Mike is a felon and it makes him look bad. And then he tries to get Pacey to come home. And then when Pacey resists, this dude slaps him. Like a little bitch. And doesn't even feel bad. No, he doesn't. Bad dad. That's a very bad dad. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, then we go back to the ice house. The ice house is big fire. Legit on fire. And everyone's still just studying away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, during this time, so he's in the back office. He's, he's kind of like where the fire is. Um, and instead of leaving, he's trying to flush the drugs down, which I actually don't understand because if the place is on fire, won't the drugs burn up? Yeah, I guess. But you know what? For the sake of the story, they needed him to stay in there for some kind of reason. Fact. He did. Because the kids smell the fire. Joy runs to the back where Papa Potter is. And uh, everyone like jumps into action. And Papa Potter is like back there. And it is a harrowing moment. Yeah. I really thought we might lose him for a sec. Did you really? Yeah. That would be a hell I, of a finale. I figured um, he was either going to get caught and go to jail and therefore not be on the show anymore or die and not be on the show anymore. Damn. Yeah, those are all good options. Thank you. You're welcome. Pacey and John run back into the fire. Jen just kind of like stares at it curiously. Uh, Jack pulls Jen out. Pacey pulls Joey out. And then after a very heavy beat, John... And Dawson pull Mike out. So everyone makes it out of the fire. Yes. Yeah. And in Jen's defense, I also stare at a fire like that for a really long time, too. I wish a house fire? No, but like any fire, like a flame, a fire pit. I wish I could focus on anything as much as I can focus on watching a fire. (laughs) I just get really sucked into watching that fire burn, man. Shit. So I get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't take it as like anything bad i just took it as like a little bit of shock more than anything else i mm-hmm. guess yeah um act three things do not look good for the ice house that shit burnt yeah the ice house was on fire more like there's a better uh, joke there yeah more like a firehouse oh That's there she is yeah. no yeah, i like oh, that better than mine here i am just got here <laughs> <laughs> hey girl what's up Hey, uh, not much. How are you? I'm all right. What's up, dog? (laughs) (laughs) So close. (laughs) Almost got it. Uh, Outside, Dawson and Mike are arguing about how Mike needs to go to the police, but he says it's not that simple. Um, It's like very serious and awkward between the two of them. Yeah. And poor sweet Joey comes over so innocent and tells Dawson that he's a hero. So, and then it's like Dawson's already in a mood and he tells Joey that some situations are too tragic to need a hero. And then he walks off and poor Joey's just like, the, f- the fuck? <laughs> that was very traumatic for us all. I was trying to pay you a compliment by calling you a fucking hero, but okay. I guess I'm the asshole. I'm the I'm asshole. The, I'll, I'll see myself out, guys. <laughs> uh, Gail and Mr. Mammy show up. And who else would show up into the scene? Fucking Bess. Bess. And Alexander, we just learned the name, the name of the baby. It's yeah. not baby Grams. That can't be right. I want to see the birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bess is all of a sudden like, hey, oh, the ice house is on fire. No wonder. 
because I left it in the hands of a very competent 16 year old. <laughs> oh my God, the ice house. I totally forgot about this thing. <laughs> I, mean, I remember this place. Oh, this is so wild. I own it. <laughs> Duh. Oh, this season finale truly has everything. <laughs> it has it all fire, ice, babies, comedy, police brutality. Nailed him. <laughs> um, it does have those things because now we're with John and Pacey. Um, John tells Pacey that he thinks Mike set the fire and tells him that basically, like, you're an idiot. Because Pacey says, no. John's like, you're an idiot. Here's my car. Go away from me. You're embarrassing me because I'm a cop. And that's my top priority is to not be embarrassed. Yeah. And Basie says he'll walk and uh, off John's like, as if I cared, which is fucking you're the dad. Care yeah. about where your Grow kid up. is. Jesus. Um, they kind of start to argue. But before they can really get into it, John first has to tell the two officers that are just like standing by very like, I'm just here to make sure no one enters. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not. A part of this um, has to tell him that Pacey's girlfriend moved away. So suddenly it's Pacey's time of the month. And I'll tell you what we're not getting enough of. Men making fun of menstrual, menstrual yeah, cycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great look, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad it's happening on this show because it's like we need to see more of it. Yeah, it's not represented enough. And then these two cops that are standing by are kind of just like, that's funny, Sarge. <laughs> or like whatever. And I'm like, shut up. You don't know the situation. Yeah. As Pacey's about to walk off, John's like, come here. And he grabs him. But Pacey's like, no, you've literally, you hit me outside. And so he resists. And obviously, John has to make some shitty comment about, look at my uh, son fucking getting dumped and then growing a few stones. And Pacey punches him. Yes, Pacey. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Float like a butterfly, sting like a Pacey. Oh. That's what they used to say back in the day. <laughs> uh, the soot on his face and, like, the lighting on him. Pacey Witter. <laughs> handsome man. The handsome. Just a classic handsome man. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, at home, Bess. Bess. Bess is, she is in this episode. Yeah. Hey. Got her for this episode. <laughs> they and they're getting their money's worth. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Bess and Mike are talking about how uh, quickly they can get an inspector out to the ice house so they can start rebuilding. Couple of couple of workaholics over here, you know. Mm. Yeah, like <laughs> let the dust, let the ash settle first. So as they're doing this, Joey like straight up asks if Mike knows anything about who started this fire, and this dude literally has the gall to put up his hands to say. As God is my witness, I have no idea. Huh. What a jerk. What a douche. You're a douche. <laughs> yeah, douche. Uh, at the Leary House of, things are very serious. Uh, Dawson um, has come clean to his folks who tell him that he needs to go to the police. And you know what? Maybe that's why they had to, like, manufacture Gail not telling um, Mr. S Mr. Manmeat until today that she's leaving tomorrow because they are in this, they are together now for the rest of the episode, mm -hmm. which I think is good. So maybe that's why they had to do it, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Gail says that Joey's in trouble and she needs Dawson's strength, even if it doesn't come in the way that she wants it. And then Mitch says that there's no other option. And off that Dawson says there's something else he can do. And then he exits. 
And I guess we'll never know. What we'll never know. <laughs> I can fix it. See ya. So Dawson's off to go save the day. And then at um, Jack and maybe Jen's house, um, Jack asked Jen why she didn't move when they saw the fire, which I, I get it. Like, I, I think that Jack is making the right move here. But again, I think she was in shock. I think that she was just enamored by flames like I would be. Oh, yes. In shock. I mean, this is also probably bringing up a little bit of trauma from Abby. If we're willing to go that deep. They would never. Abby died and she's buried, so we'll never bring it up again. Oh, all right. Actually, you know what? I make that joke, but that's not how this show works. That's not this world. And that's not life, man. That's not life. We're like onions. Layers. We get peeled back. To expose more layers, man. Who are you here? It's the new one I'm trying out. Like a stoned, dopey, but very wise philosopher, man. From what era? Now. <laughs> Again, when we're at the Philadelphia Green Case <laughs> Theater, you will see the, the just the look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the head movements really sell it, man. Yeah, you're going to bring your impressions. I'll bring my fish sounding cat and it's going to be cool. a hell of a show. Yes, Lauren, we're doing it for you, baby. No one says be there or be square anymore. They should. Is it because it's offensive to call someone a square? That's no, what I don't saying. think like, so. Be there be lame like a square L7 weenie. <laughs> I feel like I recently heard somewhere what it meant to be square, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, so. What were we talking about? One Tree Hill? Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, Nathan tells Lucas, hey, man, uh, I think you kind of suck. Anyway, that's a, that's a One Tree Hill. That's that show sounds captivating. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. It has, it's a, uh, you know, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. <laughs> like life, man. Like life. Like life, man. Yeah. I can't. I'm not going to do that. It's yours. I appreciate it. You just do such a better job. Thank you. You're welcome. You have everything else that you do great. Debatable all best. Um, I don't remember where we are in the episode. Anyway, Dawson does some stuff. Oh, we're at Jack. Jack's like, why didn't you leave that fire? And Chen's like, have you seen fire? It's like fucking cool yeah. to look at. Um, Jen says that she's not the kind of person who would commit suicide, which is a fucking stupid and dangerous way to put it, because that is... Just harmful. Yes. Um, but she says that she didn't want to die, but didn't care enough to run, which I think that that was a very brave thing to say that nuanced look at a moment like that. I don't want to die, but I didn't want to run away from it. It is very also. nuanced. Yeah. Um, but it, it could have been a really nice moment, but it's it started with a just a super fucking dangerous thing to say. Which is mm -hmm. there's only a certain type of person that does that, which is yeah. not. Yeah. 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 Um, Jack says he understands. He knows what it's like to hate yourself and how much it makes you want to push everyone else away. And then he offers him offers her his hand. They like hold hands and hug. They're there. Yeah, they're a very cute little friend couple. They are. Jack is like a sweet prince. And sometimes I say sweet prince to make fun of someone. Yeah, you do. But in this case, he really is a genuine sweet prince. Yeah. Um, I think I already said this last week, but I don't know. I, I just 
there was there this is a long season like the we told stories so differently during this time and like you know this season is 22 episodes the rest of the seasons are 23 episodes oh wow so these are long seasons there was so much time to build up jen's character to get to where we are now where she's like making jokes about suicide and last week she wanted to move and i don't know it's a bummer but it's a bummer it didn't happen organically yeah but uh i think that the payoff at the end of this episode is really nice so i agree yeah uh, out on Joey's dock, Dawson is going to go finally talk to Joey. And um, he just like lays it all out there. Your dad dealing drugs. This fire kind of on him. Sorry about it. Yeah. Um, Joey's the earth flat. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Not sure about it. I've seen the evidence. <laughs> oh, I don't have a favorite thing about you. But the dinosaurs thing is up there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, why did they never come back? Because they're gone. But why? Because the asteroid. I know that. But you know what? (laughs) No one was around to prove that they were here. That's also true. Shit. (laughs) Same, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dawson tells Joey that she needs to turn her dad in which is a very solid idea because what he says that you you got to convince your dad to turn himself in because the charges will be less perhaps I don't know I'm a lawyer (laughs) I don't know you did pass law school top of your class you know me at Harvard yeah well like it's hard all right that's the episode (laughs) good night throw your graduation cap up in the air <laughs> a perfect day so joey uh joey like flips it and asks dawson why he's doing this why he can't just leave all of this alone and dawson says that he's not going to risk her risk his life no hang on dawson says that he's not going to let her risk his life hang on <laughs> i'm i'm here hang it on you have a second I do. <laughs> Dawson says he's not going to let her risk her life for someone who wouldn't do the same. Nailed it. Nailed it on the take. One take. Live profit. to tape. Live to tape. <laughs> um, and then Joey tells him that he needs to leave it all alone and that they, as a couple, cannot survive what Dawson is asking her to do. And we make fun of Dawson a lot on this show. <laughs> and it is all deserved, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I am so proud of this dude. For telling her that someone needs to do the right thing and he's going to be the one to do it if she can't because he does love her, which is exactly what they were talking about in the cold open, which is like he loves her. And even if they're going to break up, he loves her enough to do this still because it's the right thing, mm-hmm. which I, I think is shows so much growth for him. Mature, very mature. Yeah. Uh, and then surprisingly for a teen drama. Um, Joey and Dawson do end up in Sheriff Witter's office together with Dawson's parents because obviously Mrs. Screek is there. Yes. And you need an adult to do these kinds of things. John says that he actually knew Mike was dealing again because his competitors told him. And they so also is set John the fire. In the game too? Here's we my question. didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah. I want Mike didn't going. start the fire. So Joey, uh, anyway, they're all there in the office. We we know who's in the show. Um, 
Here's my question, though. What is happening in this scene? Why do we even need if if John, the sheriff, knows that Mike was dealing drugs again? Yeah. And he knows because other drug dealers told him. Right. And he knows those drug dealers started the fire. Why do we need Joey's help? Like, why know. are we relying on a 16-year-old for kid. this? I don't know. These guys don't seem like very good cops. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, now, that was a well for something else. That was certainly not in relation to what you just said. Oh. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll help you. And then they take some time together uh, to talk about it. And in this talk, Joey and Dawson fight about how Dawson is forcing Joey to do this. And uh, it's like a very real bummer to be on Dawson's side of this argument, especially when it comes to him and Joey. Why do you say that? Elaborate. I just always want to be on Joey's side because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Dawson's in the right, really. I know. It sucks. He's just trying to do the right thing and do right by her. Yeah. But she's taking it personally. Yeah. But she's also 16. Like, I don't blame. She's not right. She is wrong. But she's also very hard to blame for this. Yeah, it's also not her fault either. This is all on Mike, and she's somehow getting roped into his bad behavior. Joy tells Dawson that the way he looks at life is black and white, and that's what made him made her fall in love with him, which is so weird. <laughs> I thought it was the beige on beige on beige outfit, but whatever. Mm. Um, and now that is the same thing that's tearing them apart. And that's the act. The act is you're tearing us apart. Oof. Whew. The Season hairs on my arms are really standing up. Uh, act four. Mr. Manmeet and Mrs. Screek sit together on the docks. Uh, Mitch tells her that in the last 24 hours, he's been reminded about what it's like to have a family, to be a dad and a husband again. Okay, what a shitty thing to say to your wife. Yeah, it gets shittier because this dude, your guy, asks her to stay the day before she's going to leave. He, like, gets down on one knee. Yeah. And Mrs. Screek is like, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and she kind of and she doesn't do what i'm what i expected her to do which was like oh mitch thank god she was like listen i've been waiting for you to do this for a long time and uh, i took this job and it feels right and you don't so bye she is a sneaky queen she's sneaky sneaky because we never saw it coming she's a fucking queen what a, a k-w-e-e-n yes a qua qua i could not have respected this moment anymore. Yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah. Ugh. I'm glad that I'm watching it now because I don't think I would have loved it as much as if I was a kid watching it in real time. But now as a grown ass woman, I'm like, I'm all for I want a poster of her on my wall. We can make that happen. Still from that moment. <laughs> we'll make that happen for you. All right, great. Um, yeah, I think as a kid, I would have had, I don't really remember it that much. There are other things about their relationship that I remember more. Um, but this one, I, I I don't really remember like this part of it very much. I remember thinking like, well, they just get back together. But I think as a kid, I probably would have either either thought, wow, she sucks or I don't care about the storyline. Right. But I'm very invested in the storyline. Yeah, me too. We've always been invested in their story. Yeah, which is boring and old now. <laughs> I was going to say, which I think is a testament to the writing, but I think you're more right than <laughs> I, I think you're because right. we're quote unquote adults who like appreciate stories about marriages and hard relationships. Yeah. And it's rare to see this much go into a teen drama. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Um, mm. Then in a fucking pantsuit. <laughs> you know, she's a cardiothoracic surgeon, for, so it's fine. Um, Jen goes back to Graham's. Uh, and she says she has three conditions for moving back. One, that they address the, real- the reality of why she left, which apparently has nothing to do with Jesus, but is about how Jen never felt comfortable. Okay. Which... <sighs> you never felt comfortable in this warm and inviting house that you weren't paying to live in. Cool. Yeah. But also, I'm more fine with that, with this make-believe answer that we never saw before, if I never have to hear the Jesus conversation again. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, and then number two, Graham st- stops judging her for her past. It does feel like number one and two are the same. Yeah, amen. <laughs> but I know what number three is, so I understand that they have to have a list. But those <laughs> are the same thing. And number three, that Jack lives there. Yeah, big ask. Yeah. And then they get a shot of Jack sitting on the little swing set outside. And yeah, because he doesn't want to be alone anymore. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's so sweet. And Keir Smith just looks so sad and vulnerable yeah. out there. I think that he is very underrated as an actor. Totally. Because all he has to do is be sitting out there on the swing, not looking at the window. That's literally it. That that's it. That's the shot. But he lo- he's like acting in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I guess that's being an actor, but still, I thought you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a reason why we don't do it. That's true. Because I would, I would just be looking at the window. Don't look at the window. Stuff is happening in the window. Why wouldn't I look in the window? <laughs> but I see people in the window. I mean, there's movement happening. I'm excited. We're <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, the, the docs, John finds Pacey and tells him, that he doesn't want Pacey to apologize. And um, good good for him, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Men, go to therapy. Yep. Fathers, <laughs> Just, go to therapy. Yes. As soon as you know you have a baby on the way, sign up. Yeah. Get that talk space going now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's going to take a little time. you got to find the right therapist. John is actually there to tell Pacey that Andy called and says that they ended up talking for a really long time and says that he wants us to apologize for what he said the day before. and he actually doesn't know anything about Pacey. It's a nice moment for them. Yeah. Yeah. We need um, some kind of redemption eventually. Yes. You cannot just have a shitty character continue to be shitty with no layer of some sort. Yes. Although I do believe this moment was ruined when he was like, and she wanted me to give you something. And then he slowly like get, goes in for a hug. And I was like, oh, this is, this feels wrong and awkward <laughs> and wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's also the most awkward hug ever between a father and a son. Did you feel like it was awkward? Yeah, they were just like, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hugging. True. We're hugging. We're hugging. It's the first time they've ever hugged. Probably. Probably. Here's something I was thinking about this scene. We have had a few episodes where I I have thought that the nice moments were not earned. Specifically thinking about um, Mitch and Gail dancing at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a nice moment, but it wasn't earned. This scene feels earned. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's owed to the acting on both parts. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. Um, Also, (laughs) in this scene, I noticed that poor Joshua Jackson is covered. I mean, this dude is caked in makeup. Like, I didn't notice. Oh, I noticed because when they go back to his dad, it's very clear that his dad has just a little bit of touch up on it. Oh, man. Why do you think that is? 
don't know, probably because he's young and was breaking out or whatever. But every once in a while, they like really overdo it for him. Probably his face tattoos, too. Oh, true. Yeah. He does have Kim Moffat on his tattooed on his forehead, though. Yes. Uh, And then the Potter house, uh, Mike's like sitting down and Joey comes in and um, tells Mike that she was with the police and then just straight up asks, are you dealing drugs again? And uh, Mike starts crying immediately and says, yes. (laughs) Again, this guy shows his cards so quickly. He's like, oh, am I? Did you say am I dealing drugs? Oh, yeah, definitely. I asked if you wanted to hug. Oh, nah, I'm good. I got drugs to do. To deal. (laughs) Deal. I don't know. What? (laughs) Whatever, man. (laughs) Um... I um so he says he feels like he's failed her and that he wanted to do something to really provide for his family. And uh I don't know. I think maybe we've kind of earned this scene too. It it is it is a nice scene for them, which is completely fucking ruined by the end of it. But in the moment, before you know what's happening, it feels like a, a good moment of honesty between them. Yeah. Um, Mike says he's sorry, and then Joey says she's sorry too, and pulls up her shirt a little bit to reveal that she was wearing a wire. She was wired. That is rude. I know. Um, but I did like that off Joey's I'm sorry. Mike just says, don't be. Like, he's just like, yeah, no, I I, I was telling everybody. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a shithead. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, if it wasn't you, it was going to be someone else. Because I'm just <laughs> running around Cape Side being like, who wants cocaine? <laughs> uh, outside there, the house, there are three cops waiting to take Mike in. And a perfectly aged baby alexander like that is the age that baby should be well done right guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. finally (laughs) you finally got a baby that was correct (laughs) because that baby when that baby was born that was the world's largest baby (laughs) (laughs) it was like seven months old already (laughs) yeah baby was walking (laughs) um joey watches from the porch and this is some a plus blocking here which um i guess if you don't know blocking is where people are standing in the scene. Uh, but it's A plus blocking because to Joey's left, Joey's on the porch, to Joey's left, Bessie comes up with the baby and pauses. So for a second, it seems like maybe they're going to console each other, but then Bess keeps walking. And then to the right, Dawson is there to console her. Mm-hmm. I liked, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and then poor Dawson, who perhaps yeah. should have not gone got over that day i don't know man yeah um he tells her that she did the right thing and joey says that actually dawson did the right thing because what she did wasn't right and then she turns his like what i'm gonna say you're not gonna like so i'll say it quickly on him and tells him that she hopes one day she'll be able to forgive her dad and she, she doesn't know she'll ever be able to forgive herself but she knows for sure that she will never forgive him and then says from now on I don't want to know you. And she leaves Dawson alone on the porch. It is a little dramatic. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was just trying to do right by her. Uh-huh. And I think she's really overreacting. And I don't like it. Uh-huh. One, I don't like siding with Dawson because it goes against everything I know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like, I just don't like it. Yeah. This felt like the first time that this was a teen drama in these last two episodes Mm -hmm. because you know having like an argument with your boyfriend or girlfriend is not 
an indicator of a teen drama, but the like, I'm not going to give you any time to react to this. I'm making the decision and it's not going to be thought out at all. And here are the consequences. That is kind of a teen drama move. Yeah. And um, we don't really see that often in Dawson's Creek, but here, here we are. Here we are. Uh, and that was season two. That's it. That was season wow. two. That's it, man. I just picture Kevin Williamson like finishing reading the script, putting it down and saying, there's your fucking cliffhanger, Kim and Zaz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this season brings an RAP to a few things. Uh, first, the ice house. The owners were, I guess, sick of fans showing up there. So the show burned it to the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally? Uh, well, they burned it to the ground in the show. Oh. But I assume this was all for nothing because I people still go there. Like I see it online all the time as I'm doing research <laughs> for these episodes. So yeah, of course. Um, and R.I.P. to Kevin Williamson's time on the creek. This was his last. He comes back for the series finale, but he at the end of the season left to go work on Wasteland. Uh, so now it's in Greg Berlanti's very capable hands huh. for the rest of the series. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. A little uh, you, you. The more you know. Um, and then also, uh, according, this is not an RIP, but a fun fact, according to IMDb, which is never wrong, the later, the writers later said that they wish they'd never had Joey wear a wire in this episode. Oh, why? Because it's stupid? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Answered that one. (laughs) Nailed it. Strong agree with the writers. Those were big fun facts. Yeah. I think the fans appreciate it. I do what I can. (laughs) <laughs> You're so great. I'm just okay. I'm not actually Dylan Sazarino, but I'm getting oh, there. Get by. I'm pretty mediocre. How at best. dare you? No, thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I trust me. I am mediocre at best. No. It's the one and only time I won't trust you. What did you think about season two? I liked it a lot better than season one. Yeah. I think better. we've really settled into our characters, our place, Cape Side, mm-hmm. and we're in it. We're very, I think I said this exact same thing. We're in it, man. We're in it. Fucking in it. Yeah. I like did a lot better. There, there was just a lot more growth, a lot more depth to the character journeys and it's all good. Yeah. Definitely felt I, like season. I keep watching. You keep watching? I keep watching. Even if Philadelphia cream cheese wasn't paying you $100,000 an episode? Oh, I was supposed to talk about the money. Sorry. <sighs> no, let's all talk about our salaries, especially us women. Yes. Normalize talking about your salaries, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we said we wouldn't get political. Uh, uh, sorry about it. Not sorry. Sorry. Um, hey, what's up? I was just going to like ask you um, if anyone wanted to reach out to you personally and ask you if you were selling drugs, where could they reach you on social media? <laughs> well, of course, I'd love to talk to anybody about that. I'll answer that question with anybody. Uh, and that's how it should be <laughs> normalized, talking about your selling drugs. <laughs> At Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter and at Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. Says. Yeah. Um, don't answer right now. Answer uh-huh. later. Okay. Are you trafficking drugs? Where can I ask you that question at? At Ashley Zaz on Instagram and Twitter, but not TikTok. Your version of this joke was better. Aw. <laughs> I still liked your version. It was similar but different. A lateral move, as they say. I want, it was like, not, I, in my head, it was like mirroring. It was cute, but it wasn't great. Not bad for two public school educations. Oh! Hey, also, our show is on Instagram and Twitter. Not Twitter. Instagram only. 
at Dawson's Darlings. I am very involved in the making of this show. Anyway, um, we really appreciate you listening to our stupid, stupid, stupid show. Mm-hmm.